Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. Welcome to Yolitix, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome back for uh, another edition of Yolitics today. Jason Wheeler here, Jason Whiteley at his house, uh, both in our uh, respective homes uh, as we maintain this, uh, you know, stay at home uh, thing. And Jason, you know, we've been hearing from a lot of people, uh, especially who have come down with COVID-19, who have wanted uh, to at least experiment uh, with a treatment that's been talked about a lot. Some people say, you know, maybe not. I don't know about the side effects on this. We don't know if it works. Uh, But a lot's being made about this. And there is sort of a real-time study happening uh, here in Texas. All right, Wheeler, before we get going, why are, you, why are you so tired, man? You sound exhausted. What's going on? Do you have a rough Just day? work. <laughs> work doesn't end. I'm one of those essential workers. Well, you can't see this podcast, but I'm already on my second beer right now. Uh, fortunately, we were recording this at the end of the day, and uh, I would pour you one, man, because it sounds like you need one. Yeah, you know, just been going uh, constantly, you know, especially covering <laughs> the money end of it, man. There's just so much going on economy-wise, especially. Well, yeah, on on this uh, topic, um, you know, it it took me a minute to figure out what this was even called. It's hydroxychloroquine. Mm -hmm. I had to, like, really get hooked on phonics to be able to even read this (laughs) Uh thing. Um, So it's this drug that's been out there for 80 years. You probably heard all about it by now. Even if you can't pronounce it, you probably, you know, have a position on it. The president mentioned it, saying he thought it was promising. Immediately, Democrats said, well, it hasn't been proven yet. Uh, for COVID-19 use. They are correct. It hasn't been proven yet. The president's correct. It appears promising. But forget the politics for a second. What's actually happening on the ground? So as you mentioned, there is a doctor in Galveston County in Texas City. He works at a nursing home down there. It's a nursing home, has 156 residents. Come to find out a third of everyone there, 56 of them, came down with COVID-19. So instead of rushing everyone to the hospital, He decided to shelter them in place, and he started using hydroxychloroquine to treat Hmm. them. This doctor's name is Dr. Robin Armstrong. Uh, We reached out to him by phone. He answered the phone, and uh, he told us kind of how this has worked out. Here's what's interesting about this, though. This is not a, a, a trial that's currently going on, Jason. This just ended 24 hours ago, so he actually has results on these 39 patients that he has given this medication. Let's listen. How many patients in your care right now have COVID-19? Ooh, so that's a question that's hard to answer. So in my care directly, there's 39 at the nursing home, 39 at the nursing home. Like I say, our practice is very large. And so we also have some, a lot of patients in the hospital as well. And so, but I'm not actively caring for them right now. I've seen them. You know, when I cover on the weekend and such, but but 39 patients that we're actively caring for um, in the nursing home at this time. Actually, I'm sorry. There's 56, 39 that we're treating with the protocol. That's what it is. I apologize for that. So 56 patients. 56 56 total. 39 are being treated. 
And 39 are being treated, you said, with a protocol. Is that hydroxychloroquine? Yes, sir. So it's hydroxychloroquine, um, 400 milligrams on day one, uh, twice a day for on day one, and then 200 milligrams uh, twice a day on days two through five. And then it's azithromycin, 500 milligrams on day one, and 250 milligrams days two through five. That's a regular Z-pack. And then we're using zinc, 220 milligrams once a day for five days. Doctor, how did you decide that you wanted to try this on your patients? Well, so what, it was a it was a well thought out, out process. We we have a, a nursing home. The health department came in and, and, and tested everyone in the nursing home and all the staff. And so after that, we found that we had uh, fifty six patients that were positive for COVID nineteen. Seeing the examples in Washington State where they had twenty two residents die. And seeing the example in Louisiana where they had 15 residents die uh, and, and then seeing a negative result in Tennessee where they just unloaded the entire nursing home, we thought that that was just not acceptable. We couldn't do that. Um, and there's been a lot of evidence that this population is the most vulnerable. And so what we decided to do was to try and keep them out of the hospital, number one. And because that's important for these patients. They don't do well in the hospital. Their mortality rate goes up significantly. And number two, our goal was to, to, to keep them alive and make them, you know, make, help, help them get well through this. And so we started to, we made a decision to shelter them in place. Uh, we were going to see them every day. And then we were going to work to try and get them better in the nursing home with whatever, you know, evidence uh, of medications that we had that could potentially be work, could potentially work for them. And, and so you're trying the hydroxychloroquine for 39 patients. Do these patients know what they're getting, or do you just say, hey, we're going to try something new and see if it works? Tell me how that works as a doctor. So what happens is what we do, uh, what we did with these, these patients in particular, most of them are awake, alert, and, and oriented and able to answer questions. And so we come in and we visit with them, you know, and tell them, you know, you've, you're, you're positive for, um, for COVID-19. And, and we've got some medications that we're going to give that that um, that could be successful, you know. And, and then the medications are, are known to not have a lot of side effects. And so um, and so we just you know sort of talk to them about that, just like we would any patient, you to, know, and tell them that this is the process. Well, obviously, one of the reasons we're interested in this and everyone's talking about it are the potential side effects and the unproven nature of this for COVID nineteen patients. Uh, have you had anyone? any of your patients say that no i don't want you to give me this we have actually we've had we've had two to three patients that that have declined um and so um yes we have and, and what, what do you tell them at, at that point you're going to try something else or just keep the the uh, uh another treatment going or what no we just monitor those patients i mean we just monitor them in the facility and and if they get worse we uh send them out to the hospital um, um, and so, yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's not a problem at all. And Dr. Armstrong, for the patients who have said, yes, I'll try this to see if it helps me. Has it helped? Have any of these patients have to, you have had to go to the hospital or have had to use ventilators? You know, we've had very successful results. Um, we've had, uh, we've had two patients that had to go to the hospital, but they were for unrelated conditions, uh, no respiratory symptoms at all. And so most of the patients have done well. And, you know, and I think that that is suggestive that the medication is helpful. And so, um, so I think it is a success story. You said most of the patients have done well. Somebody listening to this might say, well, hey, he, he qualified it with most. 
Have there been some who have not done well with it? Well, I would say I would say all the patients have done well. <laughs> and so all the patients who, t- you know, I just, you know, I, I like to qualify everything because, you know, we're still going through this now. And so, and so d- this Thursday will be day 14. And so I don't think that we're out of the woods yet, but, but I can say that, that all of the patients who we have put them on the COVID, the, the, the protocol therapy and who are COVID-19 positive have actually done well. And we're on day 14, you said, with the, uh, with the treatment. I'm sorry, we're not on day 14. Day 14 will be this Thursday, this Thursday. Gotcha. And so we've actually completed all the therapy. So no one is on those medicines at all anymore. They've completed it. It's a five-day therapy, uh, like I've mentioned. And so in, in all those patients, um, we, we, we started them in a staggered fashion because we weren't able to see everybody on day one because there's 56 of them. And so we, um, you know, use criteria uh, based on how they looked clinically. We used it based on their oxygen saturation, based on their respiratory rate. And so based on their mental state. And so we used those criteria to, uh, to determine who we were going to start it on. And so that was about, a, uh, we saw them over four days. And so we had, um, so patients were on different days, but as of, as of yesterday, um, um, everybody completed their course yesterday. This drug is very politicized. What would you say to those who have a lot of concern and have been critical of it for this use? You know, I, I think that's unfortunate, and I think it mostly is uh, criticism um, because it's political. And I, that's unfortunate because I, you know, I've never allowed my political activity, and I'm politically active, and I'm, I'm a Trump supporter, but I've never allowed that to get in the way of any of my medical practice at all. I felt like we were, um, we were really we were, um, in, a, in a set up with a situation that was very negative, that could go very bad very quickly. And, and so our, our intention was to make sure that we got these patients well, got them healthy, and, and that we um, uh, made sure that they were able to stay out of the hospital, because I think that's the best chance of keeping them well and healthy. Did you have any issue actually getting your hands on the hydroxychloroquine at all? Um, I, I did. It was, it, was a, it was a complicated process getting it. Um, I, I made some phone calls to some uh, political friends, and I probably read uh, Brian Hughes was certainly one of them and um, and also um, um, Dan Patrick as well who um, you kind of resemble a little bit <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if anyone's told you that before no one has ever told me that before that's a new one on me <laughs> so yeah so uh, but but Dan I called Dan Patrick he put me in contact with Brian Hughes and then he had a relationship with the um, with the pharmaceutical uh, with the pharmaceutical company that that actually makes it have any of your patients actually had any side effects? From this drug no they have not they've not and so it, it's the the one side effect that concerns most people is the um, is the cardiac side effects and so we we did an EKG um, in the middle of the therapy and and we were happy to see that no one had the the prolonged QTC interval which is what everyone's concerned about I, as, a, as a physician, I've actually taken care of folks who have been on hydroxychloroquine and I've prescribed it for lupus and prescribed it for rheumatoid arthritis. And it generally is a pretty safe medication, as is a Z-Pack and as is the, the vitamin zinc. Is it fair then, the criticism this is getting? Let's say that the president didn't bring this drug up. Would we be having this conversation now, I wonder? Sir, that is about the best question I've had so far. And, and, and I don't think so. I don't think this would even be a conversation, honestly. Um, I have told people 
that this is the biggest non-story, you know, and I think there are a lot of folks that are trying to make a story out of it. You know, this is a physician who actually grew up in the community, who knows these patients, who knows many of these families who are just taking care of these patients. And that's, that's all that's taking place. And so we were in a bad situation. You know, it's a novel virus. There's been some anecdotal reports, small studies that have shown that this could be successful. And I thought the risk of seeing 15% of that nursing home die was just not an acceptable risk. You know, 15% of those COVID positive patients, I didn't think that was acceptable risk. The, the better option would be to try and treat these places, patients where they live um, and, 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 and see if they got better. And, and, and most of them have. I'm not a, um, I'm not a, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, but when this hydroxychloroquine came out, I was a bit skeptical, Ashley. Why so? Well, because I because I know the World Health Organization actually was not initially including it in their study because they didn't think that it was very effective. And so and so but but as I read myself, read more reports, I thought, well, this is pretty good evidence. They actually have a pathophysiologic mechanism, how they think the, the medication works. And so I thought, you know, I think that this is worth a try, especially since the medications have such a low risk factor profile. And so, and, and so, but, but I'm not at all saying that hydroxychloroquine or, or azithromycin and zinc are, are a cure for this. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying the evidence that we've observed as a scientist is highly suggestive that it does have some positive benefits in this group of patients. You mentioned that you have uh, diagnosed people with COVID-19. What's it like to tell a patient that they have COVID-19? Boy, it's, it's, it's not easy, especially with all of the, um, all of the um, press that you see with it. You know, what, you know, what we see is it's like, um, you know, it's like the, 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 the leprosy of the Bible, you know, it's sort of everybody's kind of, you have a mark. It's really, it's really unfortunate, I think. Um, and what I tell people is that, you know, I try to come at it from an optimistic perspective, and I say, you know, look, most people are going to su- survive from this. Do you plan on using hydroxychloroquine in the future? That's a very good You're asking for very good questions. Um, I think that's a really good question as well. Um, you know, I think that my, my, my feeling about this disease is that it will, it, it will kind of get, it'll, it'll behave like any other respiratory illness. So I'm hopeful that as the summer comes around, you know, the, these types of respiratory illnesses would kind of, the incidence will be a lot less. You know, I'm hopeful to never have to use it again because I'm hopeful they'll have a vaccine soon enough to where we will not have to use it. But, but certainly, you know, I've told, you know, I told my mom, you know, that, you know, if she got symptoms of, of, of COVID-19 and tested positive, I certainly would treat her with it. Interesting conversation from a doctor. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So, Jason, he said he hasn't had any of his patients, any of these 39, have any side effects. And the side effects is what has really been politicized at the moment because there are some cardiac side effects that uh, some patients could have if they take this. But in the 39 patients that he's used this for, it's not a real clinical trial, he said he hasn't had any side effects. The bottom line, though, is that it has helped those people. There is another side effect to this, though, not a pharmaceutical side effect, but a market side effect, Jason. Mm. And you've probably heard this, right? 
you can't find it if you need it for things like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis. I posted something about hydroxychloroquine on my Facebook page, Jason, and I kind of got eaten up really quick in the comments by someone saying, oh, well, hey, I need this all the time and I can't get it. I said, oh, well, hey, you know, here's my email address. Let me know how to contact you. Well, a woman named Sandy Dixon from Euless, Texas, which is in Tarrant County, she emailed me. She took me up on that. So I gave her a call. Sandy, tell me how you're doing, first of all. I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing really good. You reached out to me on Facebook and said that you're concerned that this medicine that you take all the time might not be in, you know, big supply these days. Yes. What happened in my situation was we tried to get our um, prescription filled for the hydroxychloroquine in April and went to the pharmacist and they said that the government was putting a limit on it. They could only give us two weeks. Uh, worth. However, at the time, they only had enough. Um, they, they only had four pills. And I said, well, that's not really going to work for me because I take it every day. And four pills is for me, it's just for two days worth. And then they said it was on back order and they didn't know when it would be um, back in stock. And I've been on this medication for about 20 years or so. And so it's every, it's something that I take every month. It's on auto refill. Um, when they told us that, uh, my husband and I came home and he immediately got on the uh, phone with different pharmacies. And I think the pharmacist even told us that some of the hospitals in the area were stockpiling it um, in the event that their patients needed it. So my husband got on the phone and called about 10 different pharmacies they all said that they were out or it was on back order. Um, finally, he called one that said that they had it. Um, however, it was going to be very expensive for us to, to purchase it because they did not accept our insurance. So they turned around and called one of their parent companies and asked them if they would accept our uh, insurance, and they did. And so they ran it through um, the other pharmacy, and so we were able to get it with our insurance. Let me ask you this, Sandy. Um, t tell me why you're taking this and why you've been taking it for 20 years. You don't have COVID-19. Um, I don't have COVID-19, thank God. Um, I have lupus and was diagnosed back in early 2000. And so that was one of the first medicines that my rheumatologist put me on. And for me, it made a world of difference. Noah, let me ask you this. Do you think the, when you started seeing this in the news, Sandy, that the medicine you take all the time might be uh, beneficial for people who suffer from COVID-19, what did you think about it? I think it's great. I think if it helps them. Um, get over the virus, get over the disease. I think it's wonderful. I know how beneficial it is for me. I wonder, since you're taking it all the time, if you have any more immunity to it, maybe, since it's an anti-malarial drug. My, um, that's a good question. My rheumatologist, I had a um, phone call with him when this first, uh, the, the disease first came online back in March. And my concern was, since I have a compromised immune system, do I need to be concerned with, you know, being in an office where I'm in an open area? And he said, you know, you're on 
hydroxychloroquine. So even though you are in a high tax bracket as far as people that could potentially get it, he said you're not um, – it's a little bit lower for you because you're already on the medicine. Do you think this drug has been politicized at all? My personal opinion is that President Trump's probably doing the best that he can, um, given the knowledge that he has about the, the medication. A lot of people I see are on board with it, um, including a lot of very well-known physicians. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. If it's something that can help people, you know, I think it's great that they're on it. However, for those of us that need it every day, you know, I think that they need to understand that they can't just cut off our supply, you know, and, and think that, well, it's going to be in your system for however long they think it might be in our system. Because I think the truth of the matter is everyone responds differently to medication. What may be good for some someone to stop taking Plaquenil may not necessarily be good for me if I stopped right. taking it. And Plaquenil is the brand name of hydroxychloroquine, one of the brand names yes. of that. And that's yes. what you normally take. Hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine. that's the generic name for, for it. Um, you, you mentioned earlier in the conversation here that, that the benefits far outweigh the, the risks, in your opinion. But there are a lot of people who say hydroxychloroquine has not been proven yet for COVID-19 patients. That may be true. I don't, I mean, I'm not really involved in the, in the medical community to know, but I think that there's been enough um, patients who have had COVID-19 who have said how beneficial it's been for them and their health and how much better they felt almost within 24 hours of taking it. Are you worried that you might not be able to get your regular prescriptions because it's being used now for COVID-19? There is some concern um, about that. When we first heard a, a few weeks ago that it was on back order, I just put out a Facebook blast and, you know, just asked all of our friends to start praying about it because we knew that God can move mountains for us. And so he certainly did because within 24 to 48 hours, when my husband had called all the pharmacies, you know, one pharmacist said, yes, we have it. Um, we don't accept your insurance. However, he was willing to even hold it for us. Have you had any uh, side effects from taking it after 20 years from lupus? You know, I, I occasionally get headaches. Um, I still occasionally get a little bit of inflammation. Um, if I overdo it, if I'm outside over exercising, riding the bike, walking, but overall on a day-to-day -day basis, I feel really good. I can definitely tell a difference. Um, if I skip a day, do you think that the people who are suffering from COVID-19 might be robbing the supply? I don't, they are dipping into the supply um, quite a bit. And so it does cause concern for all of us with autoimmune system that need the hydro hydroxychloroquine on a daily basis. But, um, you know, I just feel like hopefully it'll be available for everybody. Gotcha. Sandy, it's it's um, interesting to, to hear this from another point of view. And, and I appreciate you taking some time to talk to us about your yeah. issue. Sure. Pleasure, Jason.
Jason, Sandy Dixon cannot be alone. There's probably thousands of people like her in the state who have rheumatoid arthritis or have lupus like she does, who actually rely on this all the time and who can't get it, may not know if they can get it, um, because of the rationing that's happening mm. at a lot of pharmacies. So a lot of anxiety there for people who rely on this drug on a normal basis, uh, and you have that push and pull, and then you just wonder, you know, how much can manufacturing keep up with demand, uh, including all this new demand that has come online here with COVID-19 that they weren't anticipating? Yeah, not anticipating at all. One of the things that um, has happened in all this is a state senator from Tyler, Texas, His name is Brian Hughes. He's a Republican that represents District 1 in the Texas State Senate. He's an attorney, and one of his clients is Amneal Laboratories. And Amneal makes the generic hydroxychloroquine, which is the generic name of the drug. Uh, He talked to Amneal a few days back and ended up getting a million tablets of this drug for Texas. And I talked to State Senator Hughes, and he told me that um, you know, th- these million tablets are going to be kind of put in a, a reservoir down in Austin and any hospital or pharmacy in the state that wants this or doctor, they can, you know, ask for it. And, and, uh, some of the million will be, you know, doled out to them. These are all pills. And he said already more than 60 hospitals, uh, in the state have reached out saying, Hey, we'd like to have some of these to try them. So I wonder how that works. If you are a lupus patient and you run out of medication, can you get your doctor to write one of those prescriptions and you tap into that supply too? Yeah, I, I don't know whether Walgreens in uh, Sugarland, Texas, or in San Antonio, or anywhere else, can actually reach reach out and say, "Hey, we'd like to, you know, have a supply for our patients." Right. But you know, at the end of the day, there is some supply in Texas. You know, getting that distributed is going to be the big question: how that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Interesting topic for sure. And you know, we're going to hear a lot more about this, uh, especially after this you know, intervention that happened at that nursing home in Texas City. Yeah, at the end of the day, I get the hydroxychloroquine argument. I get both sides of it completely. If I'm laying there in a hospital bed, though, or one of my relatives is, I'm probably going to want them to try anything they can mm-hmm. if if me or my relative is you know, having severe symptoms of this. And if that means trying that, even though it's not proven, it won't be the first time that a doctor has prescribed something that's not proven. That said, you need to know what the potential side effects are, though, going into this, if you're going to be, you know, ingesting something or have something poked and prodded down you. Right, you know? right. You don't want to uh, be the experiment, but I guess when you get to a certain point in your care, too, you know, you're so critical that you're willing to try just about anything. Yeah, no doubt. You need to go get a beer, yeah. man. Or more than one. <laughs> <laughs> just one. All right. All right. Hey, uh, Th- thanks for listening, guys. And uh, Wheeler's off to grab a beer or two or three. Uh, it's it's after hours now, technically, as we physically put this thing together. So he can have that. And he is at home, so he can have that. And uh, I'll raise one to you, I'm man. safely back home. Uh, you guys will uh, see you again next week.